yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> the tip of the teeth, the top of the tongue. Oh, whoa. Red hey. leather, yellow leather. Look at us doing audio. Warm-ups. Uh, warm-ups. Warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather. That one always, like, bothered me, and I don't know why. Like, I just don't. Like, there are some of them I don't like, and that's one of them. Huh. Jake doesn't yeah. like leather. <laughs> yeah, up, sorry. I'm not a leather up, daddy. Call up big cow industry. No more leather. No more leather. All right. Yeah. Good cold open there we just Good did, cold boys. Open. <laughs> Good cold open. And um, that was scripted. That was Matthew's first attempt at doing a scripted opening. We read it exactly went his script. It went great. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys so much for entertaining that. Um, I think I've got an, a great career in writing comedy. Improv, yeah. what's that? I totally, I totally thought you said writing copy. <laughs> like this was like what you. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a trial for a fucking ad agency. Very funny. Uh, hello and welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> this is episode sixty eight. God, we're so there. close. So um, close, guys. So Part close to two 70. of our 90s rom-com bracket. Too bad the uh, podcast is canceled after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've made it a lot further than a lot of other three friends who got bored and wanted to do a thing, did a thing podcast. That's true. We did, yeah. a, pre- we did well, a thing. We did. And we, well, I was going to make a joke about being bankrolled by some corporate entity, but that ain't true. Yeah, by them we're brangled by you, if anything. <laughs> um, this is the Tough Cut Podcast, and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jake. Jakey Jake. Uh, and coming <laughs> at you in today's episode, we've got the other half of our 90s rom-com bracket. Um, should be lots of fun matchups today. Yeah, 90s rom-coms. Um, that's the theme of the bracket. So we picked rom-coms that came out in the 90s. Yeah. I did my job today. <laughs> Yeah, Thanks, all Alex. of us, no matter what, you know, we picked a movie in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came out in the 90s. They have some sort of love element in them, I think. And at least a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Good for cool. us. Uh, what else, <laughs> What else, Jake? Oh, yeah. No, we're going to be spoiling these laughs and loves so much. Um, and we, get, we got some doozies in here. We got some plot twist heavy rom-coms in here, you know? Super like oh god what's gonna happen just super oh yeah. M Night Shyamalan honestly oh, yeah. if someone sat down with these four movies and tried to predict how they would end <laughs> after I don't know ten minutes in it would be impossible I guarantee you if someone watched yeah I'll say the first ten minutes of Groundhog Day they no chance would and they'd never heard the movie before no chance would they know what was gonna yeah. happen in that movie. they couldn't predict the what the plot would be but they could see oh like the wistful look at a, a young woman across the room wait that, do they end up, up what, together putting down anyway hey, uh, coming at you in today's spoilers. episode hey, hey. Whoa. Hey, what? Hey. Uh, we've got wedding singer versus groundhog day in the first half and then we've got you've got mail versus duale duane le jongye and the second half of the episode again apologies for the pronunciations on that one it's not perfect mm-hmm. but we're trying i've heard that many people <laughs> just abbreviated to ddlj ddlj nice. love that nice it's like a dj name but with like a lot of letters in between jake do you want to go ahead and introduce groundhog day 
Oh shit, we're just we're just zooming in. We're just being little zoomers. <laughs> we, we're, we're four minutes into this episode, <laughs> so yeah, we're zooming in. This Wait, I thought podcast we were gonna... is made by three zoomers. <laughs> I thought we were going to try my hour-long cold open that I wrote. You guys promise. <laughs> next next episode, 69. The yeah, big, 69. It's the big, oh, it's the big, it's the big, big. all right, yeah. 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 It's a spoken word piece, too. I hope you guys are ready for that. Um, I'm ready. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i pitched groundhog day it's directed by harold ramis 1993 uh bill so murray cool. yeah very very cool harold ramis uh it's bill murray it's a cynical tv weatherman he finds himself reliving the same day over and over again um you know and it's on groundhog day you have pex county pex to uh, how do you how do you say that groundhog name Stetani. you have you have puck punk phil pp you got pp um <laughs> there and he's filming pp for annual groundhog day and he's filming all that big <laughs> wait, 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 wait 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 we got him um ah! yeah but yeah he's he's basically he relives the same day every day and you know the only thing that could stop that supernatural scary actual reality if that was a real thing love yeah i um this is such a charming movie to me you know i i, I love the love the premise incorporating some you know like low concept uh sci-fi into the mix you know just getting some kind of like game uh in in to make a rom-com kind of like give a little get a little fluff a little fluffer you know how like some people have to fluff their penises this is what this movie is for rom-coms um what (laughs) where what (laughs) anyway i'm so confused with what you meant by that stuff Aren't fluffer isn't fluffer a term? Or like no, some, I know yeah. what a fluffer is. I'm confused yeah. at how this is a fluffer I, for romance. That yeah. is what I don't understand. <laughs> I, uh, when you <laughs> picked the wrong thing for that word. Confused about the first what? piece. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, so that's it. So this is Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis, 1993. Uh, it's about a cynical TV weatherman who finds himself oh, he's starting reliving over. the same thing over, over and over cool. again. Okay, where okay. he goes on location, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's the fluff room. <laughs> <laughs> think of this movie <laughs> jake i'm still confused on the fluffer part we we can't get caught up on the fluffer <laughs> i we, we can't i i feel like i need answers though <laughs> i'm crying yeah anyway so i pitched groundhog day directed by harold <laughs> ramus 1993 guys we're caught in the groundhog day we're caught in the groundhog day yeah i i i genuinely think it's charming this is like uh, time in Bill Murray's like career that I really really like his shit. I like a lot of Bill Murray's stuff. Uh, fun fact, uh, for all you uh, fun fact Jake counters out there, I know there's at least seven of you listening. <laughs> uh, Scrooged is my favorite Christmas movie, wow. and that's Bill Murray's version of you know Christmas Carol. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah, Matthew, what do you think? You got Matthew time. I feel like this is a very hard movie to not like. Well. Unless you really don't like the Groundhog Day stuck in a time loop premise. Right. It's it is a very charming movie. Um, It's really fun to to watch Bill Murray's character grow as a human being, go from like a turbo asshole to like good guy is nice. You know, Um, it it is like a a bit of love for the soul show that, you know, 
Yeah, chicken soup for the soul. I was going to go on a philosophical diatribe, but we'll keep it in the realm of chicken soup instead. <laughs> chicky soupy. Yeah, Matthew's like, yeah, this is going to be all philosophical, and I'm just over here like, chicky soupy, please. Get um, me on board. Yeah, yeah. Where it stands as a rom-com, I think I've got a lot of thoughts about. Um, but I, lo- guy, I, I love guy this, hate, this guy. This guy hates calling things rom-coms. I've learned. <laughs> I, I think I just have a, apparently I went into this thinking I had a very loosey goosey definition, but I, I feel like I've got like a really kind of strict. Uh, so I'll, I'll bounce in here. I, when I've thought of Groundhog Day, I have never thought of it as a rom-com before. Yo, what like the fuck? to me, that has never been the point of it. Um, and it was interesting this time watching it specifically looking for it because like, yeah, it's there. Like mm-hmm. there's a love story in it. I don't know that I think it's the like main story in it. Um, I'll just kind of come out and say it. I actually don't really like this movie that much. Whoa. Damn. Um, you don't I, like Palm crazy. Springs. I love Palm Springs. <laughs> I love the concept of Groundhog right. Day, but huh. And it's weird because I've never had this realization before until watching this movie again for this bracket. I just kind of don't believe Bill Murray in this movie. Like, I don't really believe that his character get like, I just I don't really buy into it. You think he would have stayed a turbo asshole? Well, it's just like, I feel like the change to becoming a good person to me in this. So, okay. Quick, quick comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like about Groundhog Day is that they go into like, oh, these are the phases of like what a person thinks and feels and like goes through when they're stuck in this situation. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he goes into the like, I'm a god, like I am out of this world, like I, I don't understand. Like he feels out of it and above everything. And to me, when he like goes from that to then helping people. To me, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like he ever came out of being above everything and outside of everything. And mm. so it doesn't feel genuine when he's being a good person. So I just kind of kind of don't buy into it. That's so interesting. I mean, yeah, it is difficult because I knew you loved Plump Palm Springs. So I didn't know how you felt like about this movie and that that one like I genuinely like I like more than Groundhog Day. So maybe it's also like contributing to you feel like Palm Springs did the premise of Groundhog Day much better and seeing the original is just like I don't. I don't really believe it as much as I believe fucking Andy Samberg. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I don't know. I think it really, to me, though, comes down to Bill Murray. Like, I think it's a good movie. Like, mm. I think I think there's a lot of good scenes in it. I think it does the story well. I just, like, at the end of the day, don't believe that he turned into a good person. I feel like his character could have. I just, for me, the performance didn't get there. Which is weird, because I've never heard anyone else talk about Bill Murray in this movie that way. But yeah, that's how I, I mean, hey, you're 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 entitled to your wrong opinion. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting to think about. Groundhog yeah, um, and we can we can talk about it more later when we get into the full conversation. But Matt, do you want to go ahead and introduce the wedding singer? Yeah, sure thing. So the wedding singer released in 1998, directed by Frank Carassi. It is an Adam Sandler movie, one of the early Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, you Um, can tell. (laughs) He plays Robbie Hart, a wannabe rock star turned wedding singer um, who gets left at the altar on the day of his wedding as he has a chance encounter with a a new waitress who moved into town, Julia, who is going to get married to absolute turbo asshole Glenn. 
That's my word of the day. Turbo yeah. asshole. Can I just say, um, <laughs> genuinely, you know, just, just sidebar, sidebar. This can make it in the episode, or it can make it not. I really, I really like your use of the word turbo today, Matthew. Good, good word. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, really trying to revive it, bring it back. See Turbo start. It's just you on. and you Arnold Schwarzenegger. That, do you guys remember that snail racing movie Turbo? Turbo. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe Turbo should stay dead. <laughs> Did he die in that movie? <laughs> no, I guarantee he didn't. Though, if someone sprinkled a little salt on him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, with a <laughs> turbo asshole Glenn, um, as Robbie and Julia begin slowly forming a relationship, as Robbie helps her plan her wedding, they fall in love. So this is a a, a classic early Adam Sandler flick. <laughs> um, what to say about this movie? I think that there's just a like a lot that I like about it. I think there's a lot of jokes that I appreciate. I think that uh, I I love that Adam Sandler actually does all of his singing in this film, um, namely yeah. the the <laughs> somebody kill me, please <laughs> um, is a great bit and sounds like about a third of the trash core songs I have on my Spotify playlist. <laughs> no, I literally was about to I was going to bring that up in this conversation. <laughs> I was like, this is deadass a song that Matthew would listen to on his like 2 a.m. playlist where he's feeling like a sad boy. And he's like, this is art. And uh, no one understands me. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I can confirm it's a good playlist. It's just you got to get past the whole, you know, it, of it all. Yeah, the, the trash core vibes and a little bit of angst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this song would unironically fit right in. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there's just a lot that I I really enjoy about this movie. I just think it's really fun. And I do think it is very firmly a a rom-com. The romance center stage. See, I just never get that vibe. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I'm really there. This is a musical to me. Yeah. Dude, Um, don't get me started on musicals. (laughs) We'll talk about one. Um, Jake, (laughs) what are your thoughts and feelings about this movie? So for this to me, you know... This is, this is, I, I don't remember if it's the first or not, but this is, you know, Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler movies and mm-hmm. love them or hate them. It's Gore Verbinski. No, uh, that's a throwback to another uh, early. It's, uh, uh, one of our old bits. Old, old, uh, old, old bits. bits. We probably talked about Gore Verbinski like last episode. No, like word for word that <laughs> sentence. I think, I think Matthew literally <laughs> said love them or hate them. It's Gore Verbinski when describing Mouse Hunt. Uh, so... Anyway, love him or hate him, it's Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Uh, yeah. You know, but watching this movie, I do, I do like it. Like, I, I think there's there's charm there. Sometimes it reads like an, a very, like, SNL movie. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And that's like, that's fine. Like, I don't necessarily hate that. There's some people who fucking, like, despise that. But I, I don't I don't really care. Uh, but honestly, this movie just made me want to watch Fifty First Dates. And that's in the 2000s. I literally and... just Googled 50 First Dates to figure out when it came out. Because, man, if that wasn't in this, pro- in this bracket. Yep. That was one of the ones where I literally uh, wanted to pitch it. But it was a cusper. It was a fluffer. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and I don't know what that says about this movie. That I saw this movie and I, you know, wanted to watch another movie. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, but that's how I feel about The Wedding Singer. Uh, other than I literally thought the exact same thing when I was like, Matthew would adore this song. And <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally on brand. What do you think? Thank you. Thank you. I had actually never seen this movie before. 
And I was like shockingly surprised to see Adam Sandler actually acting. I feel like so many of his stuff from like 90s and early 2000s was just him being Adam Sandler. Right. Um, but then you know. he gets into like pixels and then it's like cinema. And then that. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, the biggest snub of all time. Yeah. The yeah. fact that people wanted to watch uncut gems instead. <laughs> JK, uh, we'll talk about it on the podcast one day. Yeah. I was like pleasantly surprised. Really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm sitting with it. I thought it was a good story. Pleasantly surprised. There was a um, B romantic plot right between the groundhog and bill murray yeah yeah we're talking about groundhog day (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah okay looping back because you mentioned that so i watched groundhog day it's available on amazon prime video was that a uh, if you have not we're not sponsored guys i don't that felt like such an ad read for some reason i don't (laughs) (laughs) you can watch today's movies on amazon prime video is it suspicious that every film's available on amazon prime (laughs) video that you get just for having a prime subscription but the reason i mentioned that is because prime pops up with like Mm, trivia mm -hmm, and all sorts mm -hmm. of other things Mm. watching groundhog day and looking at the trivia as they talk about the absolutely buck wild early version of the script is like insanity. There was apparently like ground uh, uh, Bill Murray like sneaks into the groundhog's den to battle it at the end of the film. He gets cursed by a witch that he must fall in love with the groundhog or else be like trapped in this time purgatory forever and like all sorts of other insane bullshit. And I'm like, they toned this movie down. Yeah. My See, God. and that <laughs> wouldn't have made it a rom-com. Uh, although <laughs> that would have been an yeah, adventure. That would story. have been an adventure <laughs> fantasy. Look, I can't lie. Watching this movie. Did I want him and the groundhog to smooch? Maybe when they're in the car, together, when they're in the car, there's yeah. vibes. There's, <laughs> there's romantic vibes. vibes for sure. You can cut that tension with a spoon, but not like the edge of the spoon, like the round part. Yeah. The round, um, the round part. A little joke I want to call from Wedding Singer really fast before we dive into like, I don't know, big brain comparisons. There's the moment in the movie where the old woman is like, oh, I just know your guys' marriage will be so strong. Like these people and these people and these people. And I'm sure hits much harder when this movie actually came out um, in 98. But every single one of those sets of marriages were all people that were when the movie takes place, not yet divorced, but divorced by the time the movie is released. Mm. which is like i feel like a very (laughs) it's just i feel very fun about that they had a lot of fun with the like setting of the movie the costumes and stuff uh it's a great time yeah yeah so the big question on everyone's minds here comedy and romance obviously alex you know you you spoke a little bit about how you you see groundhog day in terms of comedy and romance Mm -hmm. but where do where do we see these on the the spectrum you know, I guess, Jake, if you want to speak to it a little bit for, well, I, both either. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if so, like, I, I'm, I'm realizing in my in my picks and all of my picks, like, I, I do love rom-coms and I love just classic rom-coms. So for some reason, for for the for the ones I picked, I like I love like a, a little bit of fluff. Like, I, I love a little bit of like something else. And I feel like that's what makes rom-com super excited for me when they have like a another layer like on top of it thrown in and so Mm -hmm. like while i agree i I don't think groundhog day like the romance is like 
it like the romance on the accents is like lower than the wedding singers but i think i do think mm-hmm. it's like very fun like it's a fun movie and i think that's another thing that rom-coms for me need to be like there needs to be some element of fun not even funny but like they're like they we're having fun either the prim- premise is fun or like we as an audience are having fun like there is something just inherently fun about what's going on hmm. yeah yeah and, and and i feel that you know with with uh groundhog, groundhog day, day because it's it's fun it's a fun <clears throat> premise i also feel it with the wedding singer to a certain degree i mean i think you know having it's not a musical but like it's like having the musical component of like around weddings but not really about wedding you know like it's like Mm -hmm. it's fun it's i'm having fun um so Mm -hmm. for me there's another scale there's like x y and (laughs) i guess z scale scale. there's like a fun Uh, scale oh it's a three-dimensional graph yeah yeah Mm -hmm. he's got that you got that good shit i got that good good (laughs) yeah i i got that biblically accurate graph (laughs) that's what mine looks like (laughs) um yeah, so Jesus is my fluffer. <laughs> I, I think that Wedding Singer is like very archetypically a, a rom-com. It probably leans a little bit more comedy than it does romance, but I do think there's those romantic elements. Um, I think it hits both of those. I think it hits your fun scale, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Groundhog Day, I think, is like way up the comedy axis and just like a little bit up the romance axis. For me... I still think it probably it is more of a rom-com to me than The Parent Trap is. Okay. I thought you were going to say there's something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, something about Mary is like a rom-com. But is it fun? Um. Do I as an audience member have fun watching? Yeah. It's it's negative on the fun scale. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like Groundhog Day, because like the central plot is about Bill Murray becoming not asshole Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you spend a lot of the movie of him like kind like figuring out be an asshole you know and like parsing through his emotions he's like oh i can use my godhood to sleep with every woman in town you know which like whatever palm springs does like you know does the same concept because i think they're intentionally riffing so i'm not like passing judgment there or whatever um but it's like he he doesn't get to oh like i want to I love Rita until very far in admittedly with the caveat that I think it's really nice that him trying to make the perfect date, like for selfish reasons does not work out where when he just like makes the perfect day by just being a good person is when it finally works out. I think it's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, but to, to wrap up my thoughts, cause I've <laughs> talked for like two minutes straight. I, I'm not I'm not like intentionally trying to relate it to Prom Springs, but obviously no, it has I mean, a it's, similar it's, premise. Yeah, you know, I think Palm Springs is it. very much inspired by Palm Springs to me does like the like the romance angle in a much more direct way that I think retroactively right. almost makes me reexamine Groundhog Day's approach. And it's like, oh, like he is falling in love with her because he spent, you know, hundred fucking years or however long it's apparently mm-hmm. highly disputed between yeah. 40,000 and 42 no. or yeah, something people like have the math like outlined it's like intense it's really fun actually but depending what set of presuppositions you make about the math um like wildly varies how much time you're calculating which is mm-hmm. just crazy it's mm-hmm. whatever um so I think that like she like he is commensurately he is falling in love with her as a person but she commensurately has like one day to to grow good feelings about him 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that that's like a, a really interesting angle to yeah. to take. Yeah. yeah. Because Palm Springs, I mean, we're not talking about Palm Springs, but because like, they're both here, in the yeah. time loop. They're you know? both in the time loop. It's good. And they're also like, it's around a wedding as well. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like the romance yeah. was at the table where like this was about a sexy like well, uh, groundhog. Yeah, that. Uh, Sorry, uh, a, a, seri- <laughs> um, a groundhog for a holiday. Here's, here's no, where I'm kind of kind of coming at it from. Mm-hmm. I think it's a four dimensional graph. Oh, shit. oh my God. <laughs> We're because, getting high concept. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> Us I, the tough cut. I think Groundhog Day is fun. I think it's got comedy. I think it's got romance. But I still don't feel like it's a rom-com. And that makes me like the way the only way that I can describe it is that I feel like this movie is about Bill Murray. It's not about their relationship in the mm-hmm. same way that like a movie like Jungle Cruise no. is about God, please. <laughs> Jungle <No>. Cruise <laughs> is about the explorer lady and there is romance in it. Yeah, that they put but, in there for some well <laughs> but like i don't consider that like an adventure romance story i consider it an adventure story mm. you know like just because there is romance in this movie to, in yeah. my mind does not make it a rom-com now all of that right. to be said when i looked up the movie to search it to like watch it um it was categorized as a rom-com so what do i know but yeah it is but, a, I, like, I also view it as and i know and, and we're in the rom-coms, especially 90s rom-coms, for, like, the... Ro- it's romance. It stands for romance comedy. So, like, romance true, meaning, true. you know, romance of, like, you know, what we think of is a relationship. But for me, also, like, the romance, like, you know, f- in this one particularly, he's, like, learning also, like like you said, like, you had the perfect day with her. That's great. But it really worked when he was just being a good person. He's learning not to love someone else, but love to be himself. And that's what allows him to love going forward. So that's where the romance comes in for me is like you're being romantic to yourself, which I think is a really awesome message to have in a rom-com. Um, As someone yeah. who really likes self-improvement. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting point. But to take us down the fucking moron tube, because I <laughs> have to talk about it. Yeah. Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As an institution. Yeah. Why do we trust a groundhog? Uh, he's also. Packing. Can I. Okay. <laughs> also. That groundhog don't need no fluffer. For our, yeah. for our non-American listeners. Groundhog Day. Basically, we pull out a groundhog, you know, and if he sees his shadow or doesn't see his shadow, it tells you if spring's coming or if we're going to have some more winter. The important caveat, though. Mm hmm. It's either spring will come soon or there'll be six more weeks of winter. That's the same fucking concept. Yeah. Six weeks is pretty soon for spring to come. I mean, not not well, to a groundhog. That's two months. If you think about like, is spring one happening? And a half. Six. I, I mean, one. <laughs> anyway, we'll split the difference. One and three quarters. OK, um, sure. But like, <laughs> if you think about the difference from like spring happening at like the end of February or hap- no, it would be spring at like the end of March versus May. That's a big difference. Wait, like, is March a winter month? No, I think spring is mid March. Maybe. 
right? Yeah. Didn't he say like March, whatever? Yeah, and like the guy that. was like, yeah. oh, that's the March to me is not like a winter month. All I'm hearing is Alex is a Groundhog Day apologist, <laughs> and he thinks a 39% chance to predict if there's going to be more winter is an acceptable look, percentage. Look, if I was some rodent living underground with a giant penis, mm-hmm. I would want mm-hmm. people to trust mm-hmm. me predicting the weather. Here's the thing. People didn't have, like, <laughs> internet and entertainment as much as they did back then. Because this is a... <laughs> Just look at the groundhog. Yeah, yeah this, wait, okay. This, this is, is like, an, an old... This is, this is, this is an, an old tradition. conversation. I wonder... So, I can't tell if it's because I have grown up and no longer watch the news with my parents every morning before I go to school. Or mm-hmm. if it's because we're adults now and the internet age has ruined Groundhog Day. Do you... Th- is that is Groundhog Day still a thing? And yeah. I've just I'm just like not aware of it anymore because yeah, I still escaped. think and it's a big deal in those small like towns as well. Well, and like in schools, like elementary schools, will talk about it because it's funny. There are there are multiple Punxsutawney is obviously the big one, but there's some other yeah. There other are cultists out, out there. there. There's like whole religions based on these groundhogs. It's actually like what I thought you were going to bring up initially, Matthew. Well, I'm not like trying all to the get conspiracy theories about by yeah. the groundhog cult. Yeah, by the PP cult, <laughs> PP cult, Punxsutawney Phil. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think that that's wild. It's very silly. And it is silly, but also I think it's very fun to have that be oh the game of this like, movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, uh, it's also go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like for this movie, that's like a fun factor. It's like why Groundhog Day? That's so stupid. And now because of this movie, because it's a cult classic, put it on like, the map. It's on the map. People know that. But when you think of a Groundhog Day, fun fact: if you look up right now on Google and search Groundhog Day, it'll say, "Did you mean Groundhog Day?" And you'll click it, and it'll say, "Did you mean Groundhog?" And it'll just keep bringing you to the same page. Ah, that's <laughs> really fun. Yeah. Um, and it took me a while to get it because I was like, "Am I fucking spelling this wrong? <laughs> What's going on?" <laughs> it's and the yeah. perfect holiday for this movie because one, no one cared about it, and two, it's a movie about like calendars and like it's a holiday yeah. about calendars and time. So yeah. it's like the perfect very holiday. Smart. Grobbler's knob. <laughs> Gobbler's yeah. knob. Oh yeah. Thank you. Gobbler's knob, not grobbler's <laughs> yeah. knob. Yeah. That, that, gobbler's was, your, that knob. was your gobbler. Grobbler, grobbler would be a person and it would be grobbler's knob, but gobbler's mm-hmm. knob. There's something going on there. What's up with that knob? Yeah. Come on. I feel like, I feel like that's is explicit. <laughs> that's an explicit you can't this be movie, goblin knob they did an explicit on us yeah they did is it actually called gobbler's knob yeah i, I could have done research but today it's pure vibe yeah it's gobbler's also knob. <laughs> looping back around transparency um, for the for the nasties <laughs> little nasties out there uh wedding singer <laughs> sorry i'm jumping back um glenn glenn mm. is an it is in turbo asshole. He's a what? turbo mm-hmm. asshole that trades I bonds. Mm-hmm. Cringe, dude. Couldn't even become an investment banker trading stocks, dude. Mm-hmm. What the hell? This guy's so cringe. Uh, and that's my piece on. Finance and honestly, for today. that's probably what where his votes lying because of Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I already could see it now. I can see the headlines. So I know we've barely talked about these movies. But I, I think we have actually in it, like we, but like individually, not comparisons. Yeah, I don't really know where we stand on the clock. 
We should probably vote. I should go first. I'll go first. Yeah, because I feel first. like I'll I'm go the most first, obvious. and then I'll go next. Because um, I feel like I'm. You're yeah. more in the middle. I'm yeah. voting for Wedding Singer. I personally just don't really feel like Groundhog Day is a rom com, and if it is a rom com, I feel like it is less of a rom com than The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, I still like think uh, there's something really beautiful about you know learning to love yourself, and so you could love others. And uh, I love a good fluffer, so uh, Groundhog Day gets my vote. <laughs> please don't spite vote against it because I said a fluffer. Please, 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 please. I instantly regretted it. Please, 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 please. It was literally my first thought was like, I gotta put this bit to, de- to bed. I gotta put it down. I look like the regret in my eyes. Jake's just gonna no. start saying fluffer whenever there's a movie he doesn't want to move on. <laughs> yeah, this movie just reminds me of the fluffer for some reason. Yeah, like, for I, some reason. Um, this is tough. I think, Fluff. to me, this one, I think, is the unfortunate circumstance where I one of these movies, I think, is a better movie, but I think the other one fits the bracket better. So I do That's believe Jake's I know MO, what I'm going to for. <laughs> Good movies, which is why he wins the Oscar bracket every yeah, year. I can win the Oscar <laughs> bracket, no, no problem. Um, so I, I'm going to vote for The Wedding Singer here. Groundhog Day, don't get me wrong, I think is a great movie. And I do think probably qualifies as a rom-com. It's just not quite as rom-com-y to me. Dude, in a certain decade, you couldn't say that. We would have got like fucking, whoo, would have got banned. He said commie. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the Red Scare. Yeah, that would have been Pirate Radio, baby. We would have been sailing, which is another good movie, actually. Check out the movie Pirate Radio if you haven't. Yeah. Very good movie. So a, a tearful goodbye to Groundhog Day because it is a movie I really love. Yeah. Um, Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis, 1993. It's about a <laughs> political TV. It's a fluffer Rob Cobb about. Um, jumping to our, our, our last matchup here. Alex, would you like to go ahead and introduce You've Got Mail? Yeah. You've Got Mail, released in 1998, directed by Nora Ephron. Kathleen Kelly and Joe Fox have been corresponding over email and fallen in love, but they don't know it because they won't give each other personal details and also because they're both in relationships at the time. Um, They meet in real life when they find out uh, that Joe Fox is building a mega store nearby uh, and it puts her store, Kathleen Kelly's, out of business. That's a bummer. Um, But then they become friends and fall in love. Mm-hmm. And that's You've Got Mail. Um, Thanks. I used to watch this movie with my mom, and yeah. it's always been one of my favorites. Jake, you ask people um, about like their list of movies that are like formative mm-hmm. to them. This is one of mine. I remember, actually. Yeah. I have always just really enjoyed the love story in it and the like way that their relationship builds and forms. I I think I've liked that it's not just like traditional boy meets girl, they fall in love, they fight, then they like fall in love again. Like they get back together at the end because that is like kind of what happens, but it's done in such an interesting way because their relationship is so multidimensional. Yeah. I have just always loved this movie. Jake, what you think? This movie is always so interesting to me because, um, because Dave Chappelle's in it. No, um, yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he pops up. Um, no, uh, 
I think it like you've got male plays complicated relationships in a in a probably in a refreshing way for the 90s, I feel. Like this being a product of the 90s is interesting to me because, you know, there are two people who are like they're in a relationship, like you said, it's online. Like it must have felt like super fresh uh at the time. And like watching it now, um also feels like I'm like, oh, that's it's interesting that it got made at the time it did, uh, to me. Um and I give credit to that because, you know people want these romantic love stories where everything like fits and it's good. And like, sure. Like things are rough, but like they come together and like that it does play out here like that, but also there are other layers there. People get in relationships with people who've been in relationships or they were, or they technically cheated or they like did these met people online and did weirder shit, frankly, than this movie. But um, <laughs> it only scratches the surface. It only of scratches. Strangers. If we got a you got mail too, it's uh not safe. All right, um, that's the movie Unfriended. Yeah. Hashtag sex knife. Um, Moses Storm, come on the show. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I swear I won't ask you about the sex knife again, Keep like up. I did at your comedy show. <laughs> That's a real story, friends. Uh, that's a real. That's a real sentence, and he'll get into that if we ever uh, get enough money on this thing and go on tour. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, but uh, Matthew, what, what do you think? You got mail. This movie is is so archetypical, like '90s rom com. I mean, I guess by that I mean it's the movie wit that people think of. At least it's one of the first ones I think of when I think 90s rom-coms um, and maybe was the reason the bracket was set in the 90s. Uh, it was. This was the reason. <laughs> I picked yeah. this movie and wanted to talk about this movie. And so I was like, hey, let's do 90s rom-coms. It right. is It is like such a comfy movie. Yeah. They somehow turn like the hustle and bustle of New York City into like such a comfy, like I just want to nestle in and hang out in a bookshop in New York or like, yeah. I don't know, go for a walk somewhere. Like makes you just I, believe I really in love. enjoy this movie. Yeah. yeah it makes you believe in love. Um, well, we'll talk about it. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I love this movie. I, it is a rom-com fully. Um, there's, you know, I, I love the early internet weirdness of like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, it's so funny. Uh, unintentionally sometimes, but yeah, this is a great, yeah, a product of its time. Funny, like for a lot of bits, but like, that's, mm-hmm. that's fine for just as many moments that are intentional jokes that hit it. There are also moments that are like unintentionally funny just because like, Hey, you know, it's way later. Times yeah. are different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jake, would you like to introduce DDLJ? <laughs> Yeah, this is a uh, so yeah, again full we already talked about this before apologies we will be trying to pronounce like the names of people and the movie uh and if we get it wrong uh we apologize and we're trying our best. Um but we really love well I pitch this movie. I don't know how actually they feel about it. I really love this movie. Um and I really, really want to bring it to the showcase. So even though I'm butchering it, I'm hoping I'm doing it justice. Um but this is uh Del Huawei, uh Delhani Le Janji uh, and is People call it DDLJ. Um, it's directed by Aricha Chopra, and it's 1995. Raj is a rich, carefree, happy-go-lucky, you know, second-generation non-resident uh, Indian, and uh, it's the dude. It's it's the king of Bollywood. I mean, that's who plays Shah it. Shah Rukh Khan. Shah Rukh Khan. Shah Rukh Khan. He, yeah. it, it's the man himself. It's the man himself. <laughs> and if you're familiar with Bollywood, like at all, this is the fucking dude. And uh, 
so excited if Alex is your first exposure to him because that's the fucking that's the fucking guy. Um, but yeah, so there's him, and Simran is the daughter of you know a very like traditional like you know Indian values, very strict. And Simran has left for India to be married to her childhood fiance. Raj leaves for India with the mission, you know, at his hands to claim his lo- lady love under the noses of the family. And uh, literally, in almost every single description afterwards, it says, thus begins a saga. <laughs> and because, <laughs> oh boy, do we get a saga. Look, um, I love Bollywood films. I think they're fucking f- very fun. You know, I, I'm talking about my scale of fun. This hits fun. Uh, out of all of them, you guys can't, come on, it's a rom-com. Uh, you can't deny me this one <laughs> this time. You did it. <laughs> you picked one movie this time picked, that fits the bracket for sure. I picked a rom-com. Um, I just have a lot of fun. Like, I just think Bollywood's so fun. Like, you know, King of Bollywood's in it. Something just fucking great. The train scene at the end is one of my fave, like, you know, scenes uh, in a rom-com. I just think, I just think it's fun. Big, big, exciting. Uh, Really excited to hear what you guys think about it. Alex, you can go. Um, I had never seen this movie before. I had never seen a movie with Shah Rukh Khan before. I had never actually (laughs) seen a Bollywood movie before. Oh, shit. This is your first. You broke this man's cherry live on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. It was so good. It was so fun. Oh, my God. It's three hours. It's such a long movie. But (laughs) it it, uses all of its time really well. I really liked it. Yeah, I had a great time. Matt, what about you? This movie's fucking awesome. (laughs) Um so I've, I've mentioned it a couple times on the show, um, I think. It might also just be exclusively green room conversations. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so I enjoy Indian movies. Um, I like Bollywood movies, typically like <laughs> Bollywood action movies and other Indian films. I think they're so much fun. They have such a special energy to them. Mm-hmm. So I had not actually seen this movie before. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Um, for how... I, I did not know how famous this movie was. This is like a this uh, is in like the a thousand and one movies you must see before you die in like uh, it, in like British Film Institute. I don't know. It was really fun. It was literally in theaters for twenty years. Yeah, wow. It was in theaters for for seven thousand days. Like That's crazy. I I have no idea how I have never seen this movie before. Um, I am fairly familiar with Shah Rukh Khan, the king of Bollywood. Um, This movie is just so much fun. Um, As Alex said, it may be three hours long, but um, it uses most of its time very, very wisely. And I feel like it leaves me wanting more. You know, I'm like, well, does his dad find love? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) honestly... Like, I, 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 we've talked about this on the show before, but, you know, people come in different ways where, you know, new audiences and stuff. Uh, Matthew's a very expressive movie watcher. And if you ever get the privilege of watching a movie with him, I just like imagined watching this movie with Matthew and all the sound effects that must have come oh. out of his body. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> like you know like literally it was probably i i should have i should have asked someone to record it uh live if i knew it was your first time because oh boy um it's a good one yeah <laughs> so 
that is what makes this such a tough matchup. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so hard. This he, he we say it, we say it a lot that like movies that are in the first round could have been a finals matchup. This really could have been. They're both so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, you've got mail is literally what I think of when I think '90s rom coms, even yeah. just rom coms in general. It is a cl- bona fide classic. It's a classic. It it is like it is. A, a Western classic rom-com versus a, a Bollywood titan. Yeah. And that's in our first round. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the heck happened here? It's tough. <laughs> it's a shame. It, I don't even know where to, to crack the ice yeah. on these two A movies. shame, but also I'm glad they're both in, like, I'm glad they both got pitched, you know? That yeah. we both got to, yeah. <laughs> we all got to experience these movies and hopefully our audience watches along too because they're, like, great. Let's start with how these movies deal with strangers falling in love because big themes in both of them. Um, DDLJ explicitly talks about strangers. I don't remember if you've got mail uses the actual like word strangers, but like they at least a, use this idea yeah, of someone I mean, you've never met. It's right. like they explicitly talk about that. So yeah, man, it's so fun. It's such a fun concept. And I never realized like what potential it had until comparing these two right because i've like never thought of that idea of like oh of course there's a romantic idea of like waiting to fall in love like who am i gonna fall in love with but i think these movies both handle it so well yeah yeah so i think that that's something that's really interesting here they handle this idea of falling in love with someone you don't know very differently ddlj has got two different sides of it they've got one where like to be married to a stranger is very different from falling in love with a stranger. Mm-hmm. And they sort of oppose those diametrically. And it's a big theme that runs through the movie, just like trains do, which mm. someone much smarter than me has unpacked. I'm sure yeah, there's, there's something there. <laughs> there's I'm sure a, a train students like <laughs> shaking right now. It's like, how do they not know? Like, yeah. How didn't they see the artistry? <laughs> the trains are cars and cars are actual trains and trains are um, railroads. And yeah. Yeah. Where you did they ever make a cars movie, but it was about trains. I know they did they planes. Made planes, trains, and They're, automobiles. Yeah, it's in the universe. Um, whereas you've got mail. So I feel like there's almost like this like faded or almost mystical element to how DDLJ handles the idea of strangers in love. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've got mail handles it in like a I don't even know how to describe it. Um I don't want to put words in your mouth, but here's what I think it is. Yeah, go for it. In my <laughs> mind, the magic of You've Got Mail is the omnipotent knowledge that we have as viewers seeing the whole situation. Mm. And so they're strangers to each other, but we know who they are. We know the like tragedy and irony of them falling in love, but not like knowing and then like their relationship in real life. But then the like joy and excitement of like, well, what's going to happen when they figure out who each other are? And then when Tom Hanks figures out who uh, Meg Ryan is, that excitement and like how that situation resolves. And then the like, the like volcano, volcanic explosion at the end of like emotion when she realizes that it's him. Like, oh, like that, that magic of like, when will they figure out who the stranger is? You know, that's mm-hmm. what You've Got Mail does. Yeah, I also think that there's this idea that one of the one of the pieces that I think has aged so well from You've Got Mail, the idea of falling in love with someone you meet on the Internet is like how most couples meet nowadays. Um, yeah. 
And yeah. I, I feel in a lot of ways this movie is like very ahead of the curve on the idea because they mostly other than some like jokes about the weirdness of it of like, you don't know, he could have a 152 felonies or whatever. <laughs> um, they met, made a legitimate connection not knowing who each other are. And there's something really beautiful to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it was it's wild. Like, I was said it like in how I felt about it. It's just wild that this movie got made for its its time. It's very, very like cool. Very cool to watch in retrospect. Like it's one of those movies where you watch it now and you're like, oh, that's like very cool that they made that movie then. Uh, obviously, like there might be a better version of it now somewhere. I don't really know, but I think it's a classic and I think it like deserves to still feel good. Oh, yeah. That one with Noah Centineo where he's on Tinder. <laughs> It's a, a joke about... Oh, Black Adam? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I think that's a really astute observation that both of these very centrally deal with the idea of falling in love with a stranger. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a little piece I want to throw out specifically on DDLJ. I, w- I, I want to talk about... I don't know if it's like a, something relating to its length. So it's a very long movie. I think, it, you know, Alex and I both said we think he used the time well. I'm sure Jake... Yeah. implies much the same as I well. Agree, I agree. <laughs> um, one of the, the funniest pieces about the length of this movie is I feel like there's this perfect moment about exactly two hours in that for the vast majority of films could be an ending to a rom-com where basically they're, they both come to India. He's reunited with her yeah. and she's just like, take me away. Like that could be like a good enough Could've ending. But um, Shah Rukh Khan's character Raj has this like strongly tied piece to his Indian heritage where he's like, no, your father, like I am going to ask your father to let me marry you and it's going to happen. We're going to allow it to happen. And the movie has another hour where it's like, just kidding, baby. We got to do this plot line now. Yeah. It's like pretty metal. And honestly, it's I'm glad you brought it up because that's like one of the reasons why like I love this rom-com story because like I kind of love, usually, usually people don't say the sentence about a movie, but like, it refused to end. And I love, <laughs> I like loved it for it. it. It's not like a movie where I'm like, Jesus, please end. It's just like, it ref- It like said to the audience, we are not ending here. We're exploring something different and damn it, you're going to watch it and you're going to enjoy this shit. And yeah. I think that's bold and awesome and also more realistic um, for, for like love, for stories, how they like go and, and, and get complicated even after that whole, you know, end credits, we got together, we did the thing. And mm-hmm. especially, I I imagine for, like, Indian families who feel this, like, intense, like, you know, Western families, we could have been like, just run away with them, it's fine, fuck the dad. Uh, no, dude, we, we can't, can't fucking do that. Yeah. Um, so I applause the balls that... And I just assume it was just Shah Rukh Khan just, you know, was like, hey. Uh, it was improv. They, they, came, they, that was where that the was, script, end, script ended. The script ended there. He came in that day. He's like, I have an hour he more. He just refused. He refused to film the dialogue of being like, yes, let's run away. Every yeah. time they filmed it, he was like, no. Um, which is, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a testament to cult, like cultural heritage of a diaspora that I think is really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it plays really well for the film. It, it's so interesting. I think both of these movies have such strong final acts. Like, mm-hmm. sure thing. We talked about DDLJ, but in You've Got Mail, there's like the whole section of the movie where he is now actively trying to become her friend, talking to her about the guy that she's dating online, 
And it's just so fun to like have these conversations bounce back and forth. Oh, it's so good. It's so entertaining. It's so fun the whole time. There, There's a really, really good dynamic going on. Though something in You've Got Mail that I don't think has aged very well for the internet era is um, <laughs> the fact that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are like basically having an emotional affair for the entire yeah. film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> they, is... de- they definitely have the affair. 100%. There's like a couple instances where they're like talking to someone in their life and it's like, well, have you done anything with them? Um, They're like, no, God, no. And it's like, you're okay. good then. Yes, 100%. Which but I just think is funny. It's funny in retrospect. The movie also does such a good job of justifying it to be like, well, her and Frank aren't in love. Like they have that scene where he starts to break up with her because he's not in love with her. And then Tom Hanks's girlfriend is just the worst. So it like, yes, hundred percent. They were emotionally cheating. Totally. But also the movie justifies it and makes you not feel bad about it. Well, that's the thing that I like about it because no matter what, I still think they're wrong. Like they're wrong in that, but like they, they're not afraid to muddy the waters and be like, you forgave them though. And yeah. other people would too. Like yeah. you as an audience member, you wanted, you were rooting for him. So uh, who are you to judge the person who just emotionally cheated on that person? And like kind of holding that mirror up to people and being like, yeah, dude, sorry. Like, well, you like and that shit. too, I feel like is so good. And it's so strong that it's able to do that because additionally it shows like the, Oh, she's able to forgive him for like putting her out of business in the same way that you're able to be like rooting for their relationship. It's so interesting. Just looping back to the I don't love you either scene. Um, so good. So fun. Uh, between uh, Kathleen or Meg Ryan's character and um, Frank. Frank. Uh, played by Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Thank another you. another powerhouse dude. I don't Something so about him just screams like, yeah, that guy. That <laughs> guy. Um, <laughs> is such a good scene. Because I think it portrays something that is hard to to capture but is a very real human thing like people do fall out of love with each other and they capture it in a really in a weirdly graceful way um it it, that that happens to like maintain both characters as likable Mm -hmm. as they like work out oh wait wow (laughs) oh (laughs) well and i think the movie does such a good job with their relationship in particular because like you see Kathleen's side of it throughout the whole time like she is strongly emotionally um, connected to this internet uh, persona and in that final scene right before they have that dinner where they like break up with each other they're like mad at each other they're fighting at the movie theater like it shows the like tension that builds up in you when you feel trapped in a relationship that you're like obligated to be in Mm -hmm. Um, it's so good it's also can't fault my boy uh frank because he's a big fan of heidegger and foucault this man (laughs) philosophy right up his alley dude (laughs) what the heck is that about chicky soupy for the soul (laughs) (laughs) um yeah also unintentionally funny i have to call it out um i know at the time they make the joke of like oh Rent control in New York City. He's like, I got a six <laughs> six bedroom pl- or a six room place, not six bedroom, six room place for four fifty, and it's like, sure, wow, imagine, <laughs> crazy, um, imagine, 
Yeah, so, so, some shit watching that movie hurts. Um, the the two ninety five Starbucks is a little one where I'm like, huh, huh. <laughs> that's like huh. seven dollars now. Yeah, I know it's tough, fellas. But oh my god, I just looked at the clock. It's it's we're gearing up. Yeah. Are there any last like topics of conversation we want to try and cover comparing these two films? I just feel like there's a there's like a technical brilliance to how DDLJ like every scene is enhanced. Like I'm thinking we didn't even talk about like, you know, the songs and like the the flower like scene and all that. It's just like for Mm me. I'm having fun. Also, Jake scale. There's comedy there, but you could feel (laughs) the romance like it's like enhanced like this movie like enhances the rom-com for me see i didn't i didn't use the other word um (laughs) but like i genuinely feel that way and i feel like especially this one as a testament i i love you got mail as well but comparing like best rom-coms oh god jake showing his hand a little bit i'm showing my hand it's enhanced like well because we're in our final act here we're in our final act sure i gotta you gotta bring out the big books so what one one last thought comment right um i don't know how you guys feel about it but we we mentioned it when talking about 10 things i hate about you and pretty woman i'm scared of what you're gonna say these these i feel like the relationships in this these two movies are the two relationships i am most confident in surviving past the end of the film (laughs) Confident will survive. Will yes. survive. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I, I feel like basically every other rom com in this bracket, <laughs> it's shaky ground, man. Right, right. The Parent Trap, they're getting a divorce again. <laughs> <laughs> like, a they're signing prenups. Well, 100%. no, Jake, Matt just doesn't consider that a rom com. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. This is so tough. It's so hard. I think we need to just pull the band aid off and vote. I'm you, yeah. I'm I'm full on I'm going I'm going in. Yeah, it's not tough for you two. <laughs> yeah, well I mean you're not, I'm sorry. Not caught in the goddamn trenches I'm over so, here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking shots from every taking side. Taking shots everywhere. Oh keep, god, keep this running. Is so keep running to that train. You got it. Jake's official vote, Alex. If you'd like to issue your official vote. Yeah. Um. My my official vote is I am voting for You've Got Mail. Oh my god. I think they're both incredible movies. 100%. I just, for me, you've got mail is 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 the rom com. This is so tough because I I genuinely think these are two of the like most evenly matched. No, and if good. It, like evenly matched films. and good, yeah. And evenly yeah, exactly. Which is like an important copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've had some evenly matched um <laughs> other ones before <laughs> for very different reasons. Yeah. yeah, I think I know what I'm going to vote for. Let's hear it. I don't know if I'll ever have my heart and soul 100% on the same page on this one or any piece of my body. I think all of me is pulling in different directions. I'm about nice. to explode. <laughs> like that. I like, oh, wait, never mind. I thought I thought it was going a sexy way. It turned into. Well, I mean, no, that's not till next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think on this one, I think I am going to vote for DDLJ. I think there's something about the feeling that movie left me with that I I I I want to keep talking about it. I feel like there's more I want to try and discover. But this is probably closest to one of the scenarios where if you ask me tomorrow, it very well could be you've got mail. 
Yeah, so with that, uh, DDLJ will face off against the Wedding Singer next episode. Um, and we will also see Parent Trap versus Pretty Women. Pretty Woman, not Women. <laughs> that would be a very different movie. <laughs> it would be. Imagine. Kind of fun, though. Um, so catch those. Look forward to it. If you disagree with us, let us know on social media, because uh, I feel like that last matchup might be a really heated one, <laughs> uh, depending who you ask. <laughs> Follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, all your favorites. Review the show, rate and review the show, I should say, on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. Um, Notice how he didn't ask kindly. He, that's a demand. That is a command, <laughs> not a demand. Yes, a command. Um, nice. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's show, you should share it with someone. Who should they share it with? Uh, an internet friend. Share it with ah. an internet friend. Share it with an internet friend. And the hosts of the Tough Cut don't count. Yeah, we don't count. We're not your friends. We're no providing social We are providing a service for free. So start padding our pockets pretty soon. Otherwise, we're going to cut and run, dude. This is going to be yeah, the best you could Venmo of all time. Us. Jake, has, Jake has said his Venmo a couple times. You can find it. Send him some money. Um, <laughs> he will appreciate it. He will appreciate it. I He might share it with us. He might not. So you should just send him money three times. Honestly, if he doesn't share it with you today, that means he doesn't want money, I think. so. Yeah, he, wait, Jake. Yeah, Jake, what's your Venmo? Speak now or forever it. hold he your did, peace? Didn't share no, it. no, he didn't share it. Um, it's definitely not because his audio, his microphone got unplugged and his audio sounds terrible. And it's definitely because he doesn't want you to send him money. So so don't send him money. Do not send Jake money. Whatever you do, uh, do not send him money. Be on the lookout for the post 2 a.m. playlist to drop, um, the hottest (laughs) fire in 2022. Will you give us a sample? Um, (laughs) 